The World Show with Nikki B. Kaya959. I'm so happy I played that song. I've been sitting on it for a couple of weeks, wanting to share it with you. And she is so beautiful. Actually, I was part of a panel for uh, uh, women, women in music with her. Titi Lozipo. It was a lovely panel, by the way. Freedom. It's her new single. What an inspiring track. And before that, I just had to play Mama. Of course, he is Joe Nina. And we are celebrating with him, Joe Nina. In a celebration. It's happening. Yes, it's happening on um, the 26th, actually, in Katlehong. And it's uh, Jonina Spikiri is going to be there, Professor, um, and myself, Nikki B, along with a whole lot more. So make sure that you get there. Look out for it. It's at Isolomizi Place uh, in Katlehong. And I want to see you there. We are going to have fun, fun, fun. Heading that, Nicola Conte of his brand new album, Umoja. That one I had to play for the message. Into the Light of Love featuring Mal's Asanko. And at the top of that, a little bit of lounge from the UK, he's Digby Jones. Always loved that track. But I loved the original version that came out, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. And he's just done a 2022 version. Well, last year he did it. The track is called Pina Colada, and it's off the album A Jazz Compendium. Yes, Pilani Bubu, our beautiful guest, is going to be with us next, right after this. The best in African music, African music. on the World Show with Nikki B. Yes, talking about the best in African music. Here is a lady that certainly deserves that title. Welcome again to the World Show, Pilani Bubu. Oh, thank you, Nikki, and the title. Wow, thanks for the compliment. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, what you are doing just with your own work yeah. as well as your projects, uh, I, r- I really thank you for uh-huh. the best in African music. Well, thanks for y- your time at Kaya, 25 years in. I 26 just, now. It's 26 now. 26 My this goodness. month. Can you imagine? I can imagine <laughs> it because I do remember a time driving around Joburg on a Sunday and just this be- this show being that show that only played this kind of music or at least world music. Music across. that deserves yeah. to be heard. That deserves to be heard. That's yeah. Sometimes kind of like sits in vinyls and CDs that gather dust in people's homes. You yes. Know? Yeah. And you know, I was thinking about it today a little bit on me, but when I was driving, I was all nervous. And I thought, girl, here you go. You're nervous after 26 years. You still get that little edge. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Because yes. you're so passionate about it. And yes. Like you were saying, you were sharing Titi's track and you've been sitting yes. on it for three weeks. People trust you, yes. you know, to share the good music. Yes. Yeah. But you are, you are full of good music. Pilani, before we go, on to Folklore Festival because that's what I want to talk about a lot. But you, as always, you've been traveling the globe. I have. What have you been doing? Oh my goodness. So this year is the year of residencies. I kind of didn't spend as much time performing here. In fact, I decided Folklore Festival is going to be my first performance in South Africa this year and just give all my energy into that. I've spent a lot of time in France and the UK. Um, I've been working on a project called Zenogo Indaba. Oh my God, I can't help wait to share this with you. Yes. It's likely to come out soon as well. And um, we wrote it in at Constitution Hill with a French band called Mart 
a, a quartet, a jazz quartet. Yes. And it's kind of an Afro-Oriental jazz trad sort of setup. And I've written these stories around kind of our social issues through the lens of strong women, South African women. And I just reflect back to like our freedom and our freedoms, talking about like our youth, youth unemployment, talking about the role of women in society, being architects of society, talking about just the plight of black people. Yes. Um, and so many things. So I've been busy with that. We've done recording. We're working on touring next year. So that's been a wonderful journey. Yes. I've also been working in Kenya on another collaboration. Um, yes, yeah, so I've been giving my heart into just kind of collaborations quite a bit this year. But I finally decided it's time to come back to my albums and, yes. <laughs> and, the, and, and the secondary agenda of folklore like that I've been sitting on. Yes. And so, yeah, this year festival, I'm definitely planning to share with people the upcoming album. It's kind of been sitting on, on hold. Yes. You know, you've got to line up your dad. <laughs> well, you know, on the promo that's there, there's a little snippet of your your take on a Kula Kwedini. Yes. And I must tell you that since you were last on the show, because it's still not officially released from what I know, is, there, is it? So uh, the, the Kula and the Kongo Tuanes, that was Folklore Chapter 1. Oh, that was that the Chapter 1. Yes. yes, yes. This oh, is Chapter right. 2 we're talking about now. But everybody speaks about that version. Aww. Let me tell you, you have tributed a great song, a great composer. Bringing it you, forward. You really have tributed it with that, your Thank version. You. Thank yes, you. Yes. It's really um, doing wonderfully well. Kongo Tuanes is doing well as well in uh, France. Like people will send me clips and go, your song's on the radio. So it's yes. on like national radio there. And it's it's really wonderful to kind of like point a dial or the compass back to South Africa. Yes. Because I think post-apartheid, we still had, you know, some of our icons kind of living through their message and some of these activists standing for like Huma Sigela, Mamiram is still alive. And, and I think our story kind of, it's still a story of trying to building towards certain freedoms. And we're exploring music in different ways. That's why I'm a piano and Gom's going out is because we are in our freedom of movement phase yes. but also there's so many under underlying things and conversations we're still having and I think what's happened with pointing that dial back to classics like Kongo Tane yes. and Kula Kwetini is to remind the world that South Africa is still that nation that's stretching the spectrums of jazz I mean people get surprised I performed at Womex last year which is the World Music Expo one of the biggest ones yes. um, in Portugal and it was almost surprising to music <laughs> industry that you know we're, we're still so I think are very intentional and considered that we love jazz so much. I'm like, nothing's lost. Yes. And, you know, folks were just reminded of that time when we had the Brahus and the Miriams representing us in the world and bringing and pointing the, the needle back to us or the compass. And I think that's what the work of folklore is intended to do as well, is just to remind people we're still here in the space yes. contributing in ways and in different genres of music. Well, you know, you spoke about I'm a piano and gom, and I know that is really massive. Uh, massive. But sometimes the folklore, the jazz, yeah. the, the other kinds of music is forgotten internationally. And it can be. Yeah, mm. Yes. And I mean, I think, you know, even as you're talking, I think I, I was just, you know, feeling like, why I'm always so proud yeah. to work with, with music living in South Africa because of what incredible music we have. The offering is incredible. Right across the board. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this otherliness today, actually, and I was like, wow, like, I wonder, because I'm always constantly writing campaign lines in my head sometimes, just trying to make a point to people, the otherliness of it. How do we move from the otherliness into it being the focus? Because I, I think what we're not allowing ourselves to do is to, to, to understand what is in the music that is so South African. And I think it's really the storytelling 
and understanding what we're, what we're embedding within. And so though Goma and Amapiano are kind of like living in the world where people, it's easy to celebrate because it's yes. in the dance space and people are having a great time. It's harder to sit with the difficult conversations. And I just, all the others who are creating all this otherly music, yes. I so much respect to them for, for actually taking the time to have the conversation, yes. to write the difficult things. We are writing and saying the most difficult things. Absolutely. And, and reminding ourselves of, of stuff that is so also difficult to talk about. We do take our culture for granted. It's very, we are unearthing again, you know, and that's what we're doing. We're ship shaping our identity. And so that can't be other when it's actually our core essence, you know? Yes. And I really am and feel that I'm part of this movement that you started 25 years ago yes. of people who are trying to bring that back into focus. Yes. It's when they realize we have something to say. Yes. If we don't say we have something to say, then no one's stopping to listen. And I think we're saying we've got something to say and we've been continuing to say it. We just need you to look at this other and not drum, you know, not just like the gyration and the dance and the freedom of movement space and the club. Outside of the club, where are South Africans at? Where are their mindsets? What are the conversations we need to be having? Well, we're going to talk about this beautiful festival that you've got coming up. But before we go there, let's play one of your new tracks. Tell us about this this track. Okay, this is coming out in October. It's part of Folklore Chapter 2. And um, it features Munei, who writes in his native tongue, Venda. And we both talk about journeying home. Um, for me, it came about from this ritual, a, a, a rite that begins every rite of passage for a child. So a lot of the project's quite based on African spirituality, quite personal to me. So there's a certain ceremony about a, chi- a kid's umbilical cords being buried in the patriarchal kraal of their, their, their dads or their, their homes, you know. And you announce the child to their ancestors and you basically... Um, ask for protection and guidance and it kind of declares their existence and then they should walk with their ancestors and thus be known and this was kind of skipped over and we can talk going to many many things yes. around why that is in the in the modern world um, but I actually recently then finally got my parents to fulfill this for me this January so it's a, it's a cry home and it's a, it's, it's a song that speaks about my grandfather's um, first property in the village Tafilibanzi which means a vast field and it just really talks about you know kind of searching in the world and traveling far and wide and and then needing to journey back to kind of course correct and align essentially yes. and uh, get regrounded I regrounded suppose. and uh, uh, and remember you don't move alone yes you know yes so that's the and dedication connect with those that came before you in, absolutely everyone's always trying to find home everyone is beautiful i'm going to try and say tafa elibanzi perfect <laughs> pilani bubu on the world show here is one of her very, very precious new gems first heard on The World Show. Sounds to uplift, Sounds to uplift. and inspire on The World Show with Nikki B. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> Thank you. Bilani We're going to hold you to this now. Bilani Bubu, we are going to hold her to releasing this album. It's already uh, lined up on the DSPs. Okay, good, 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 we are good. almost there. After the festival, <laughs> you're taking a break to finish the album. It's done. <laughs> okay, good. It's been done for a yeah, actually. Okay, good. I was just trying to do the music business thing properly and yes. line the ducks up. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you just <laughs> got to put it out yeah, there. Yeah, that's where I'm at now. Yeah, good. You know, extremely good. sentimental and personal at this point. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. Thank so you, Nikki. absolutely beautiful. And you're going to come on the world show and we're going to talk specifically yes. about the album because today we're talking about a whole lot of other things. Absolutely. Yes. But so beautiful. Thank you. Let's talk about folklore. And I mean, what was this thing in you that said, I want to 
I know, I know you've always used this term folklore yeah. in your work and it, it comes with your storytelling yeah. and your music and your performance. But what was it that said to you, I want to spread folk music? Do you know, um, I think it's, every journey starts gently. You, you kind of, something happens, an intersection. My first intersection was the time I spent in New Orleans and realizing that the best stories I can tell are the ones that no one's heard and that were the what I've lived, my lived experience in South Africa. And when I look back, far back into being born in the trans sky and being raised and culturalized in that environment, I realized I actually had such a deeper uh, knowledge and su- such such richness about my culture that I could share. And it was in telling people more and more about home, being away from home, that birthed the idea of just feeling like these stories do need to be told. And then it unraveled itself. So it started as kind of me interpreting songs like Kongotane and sharing them and fusing them into other projects and music that I was singing. And in that, I started thinking a bit deeper and going, I want to put a little bit more meaning into some of this work because these kids won't hold anything to it if we don't give them a why or if we don't repackage ourselves with meaning. And so it was that intention of meaning. So looking at like, why is the dung beetle the healer of the road? I started asking myself so many questions about so many things. What's the message behind that? And I think when we kind of pour so much of the why into the work, it just kind of lasts forever and it makes people pay attention. And so it started gently as the music project, Folklore Chapter One, which then was filled with all the spoken word and storytelling and a part of me being a poet I just wanted to put all of that into one and then when it was launched it just kept pouring in I was like oh folklore for kids folklore firesides let's have these conversations let's knowledge share I don't know enough I want to know more I don't hold all of this so we all have a piece of it together let's share it and that's how it was all birthed really beautiful because you know when I started in the industry and it was like world music was the big boom and you could go and and access it anyway I mean you spoke about Womex uh, um, you know and uh, Womad as well yes and things like that Womad's still happening actually it's happening soon here again but um, but then it kind of fizzled out and there was a movement away from mm. what I would call folk or new folk mm. or acoustic music, you know, right. acoustic music from different cultures and different countries. Yeah. And so I was really happy when <laughs> when I saw you taking this even further because yeah. I said, yes, this is what we need more of. Yeah. And if you don't mind, I'm just going to take a moment and tell people that last year at the first edition of the Folklore Festival that Bilani initiated, she's the director, the founder, it was so beautiful. And it was so beautiful because that kind of music inspires unity. Oh it inspires goodness. people coming together. Mm. It brings young and old. Yes. Um, and we need more of this. That what I kept walking around and everybody was saying, we need more of this. Right. And, and you know, it's again that sense of home. It's so healing, even for people who've never come here. Every show I play overseas, it's the same sentiment. And it can't be wrong when we all feel the same way. Yes. Um, other people will say, yeah, you know how to take us home. And home can be so many different interpretations for people. So even if you hear a blues artist, 
even though they're taking you to their sense of home, you go home too. And and there's something very healing about that. Do you mm. know? And and I and I think there is that essence in the world that we've got to change the temperament. I think people need us to slow down. We all need to meditate and reflect. We all need to find ourselves find ourselves more in spaces, not forget ourselves. Because I think like a faster temperament makes you forget yourself at times. Yes. And I think this is just kind of a part of what we need as humanity. Absolutely. And this yeah. is exactly what we experienced last year. And it wasn't all that the music was all just laid back. Yes. You know, there was moments <laughs> where everyone was dancing and then there was moments where it was more sublime. Oh, yeah. Yes. But it was just one of the, you can go there, you you know, take your, 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 your blanket or your chair yeah. and just come bring the whole family right. and come. Uh, There's going to be so many different moments this year. Yes. Like we're colouring it with a with a lot of variety. On yes, what a beautiful lineup! Thank you. In, spe- in fact, let's touch on the lineup. Um, you've got an artist called Makadem. Tell us about Makadem. Makadem and I met in Kenya through his director, <laughs> who was filming a video. And Makadem, I mean, he fuses his indigenous instrument into electronic music. I mean, they call him kind of the Ringo of Kenya. Yes. So he's been around for a very long time. And his commitment into kind of contemporary folk music has always like inspired me. And so, you know, the festival tries to be a pan-African festival. So he's definitely someone I had earmarked to come and share his eight-stringed lyre. You know what I mean? It's yes. a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's basically... I don't know how to describe this instrument, actually. It's it's not quite like the Kora, is it? Is it a Nyatiti? He calls it, they call it Nyatiti music, yes, particularly yes. when they, and it's fused. And um, it's really special. I think that what we don't see enough of is, a, is that. And yes, there's a lot of artists up, up, coming up in South Africa, young artists who are starting to play indigenous instruments into contemporary music, whether that be jazz, like Tandega, yes. whether Ngumaoadi. And, and so, yeah, Makadem is one specific artist that plays an indigenous instrument that is fused into modern contemporary music. And I think it's beautiful to watch and to see. It has that kind of healing property, but it also like lives so well in our kind of modern day context for us. Us, you know yeah absolutely in fact let's hear a, let's track. Hear a bit of him <laughs> and in fact i think this is a new track uh, that i'm seeing here because uh, yes because of the way it was presented to me yes but absolutely beautiful he is going to be performing at the folklore festival on be. on the 16th of september this year um at the national school of the arts and we're going to keep saying that because it's a festival you absolutely have to be at songs of healing and inspiration on the world show with nikki b kaya 959 wow makadem and bear african 808 remix beautiful it's Beautiful. absolutely beautiful. You see, I told you, not just coming to this festival to sit down, which you welcome to, <laughs> yeah. but you are going to groove. <laughs> you are definitely going to groove. Yeah. I mean, I think we definitely look at artists who are in, you know, like fusing sounds. Yes. Do you know? And I, I, I don't think we should limit ourselves and have like a very kind of boxy idea of folklore, which is basically stories that are weaved into different art forms or folk music in itself. Do you know? Yes. Uh, and again, it's how you curate the lineup. Yes. And I'm sure you're going to do it beautifully as you always do. But, you know, I just want to go back to this festival. Um, when you started it, I mean, this was brave. You started it <laughs> without having a proper funder. Uh, you just started it from a vision. It started from a vision and it started small. So how it started during COVID was that we focused a lot on the kids because we knew that the parents would come out and also just... 
realizing that we're at that stage in our lives that we just want to sit and have meaningful conversations but also not forget about the youth yes. so intergenerational dialogue was a big part of it so we started really small we just have like 150 people there and a little small market a little picnic and and do some workshops with indigenous instruments and share some of this and then have the music and we did that twice before we went big into this festival format yes. um and i don't know yeah i did feel like i was being brave um I you did, were being you you are very very brave it's just amazing like, <laughs> i didn't have all the money three weeks towards the festival it was just like i had to stay on the needle and keep punting i really believed in it do you know yes. I, and i believed it was time for it and and also i feel that i've i'm gonna dedicate i feel like like you my, the rest of my life on this like yes. there's no reason to stop like there's something that there's a fire in there for me yeah well again it comes back to what i was saying after the whole world music explosion and then it became yeah. unfashionable or whatever and I've missed this kind of music. Right. And, you know, for me, so often, you know, speaking to people who do festivals, say, bring somebody from Kenya, bring somebody from, um, I don't know, Tanzania, yes. bring somebody from Angola. And it's always, no, 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 it's always got to be the big names. So not only... Oh, my God, Nikki. Yeah, not only are you doing something courageous with the style of music. Listen, when I say the names, it is... When I booked the first edition... I had booked mostly all the people that nobody knew. Yes. And then it, it became about tickets. So yes. we never started from a, we want to get a profitable festival. Yes. And we're just going to sell tickets and, and get these headliners. It's always been about who is making a difference. I think that we can, we can preserve our culture and our folklore by showing people that there are people who are still doing it, yes. making their own instruments, playing them, teaching others. Yes. And it's really about that exposure. And, and that's the, that was where my head was at. Yes. Was literally exposure and also breaking borders, yes. you know, and, uh, you know, kind of breaking out of our own insularity. If you see other people of other spaces of other countries doing it, you can also feel very inspired to go, what am I sort of misplacing in my culture that is something that can be prized, remade, recreated, reimagined, do you know? So we went about the ticket sales and then yes. we were like, oh my God, we have like no <laughs> headliners on this festival. <laughs> but let it grow as, as a brand in itself, as the folklore a festival brand in itself because I was speaking to last week I did a gig and I was speaking to DJ Black T and he was saying to me you know the thing with music is yeah. it, it shows you about countries it does you know yes I've learned I didn't know there was a country many years ago I saw the show it was quite a random thing that happened at what was then the uh, uh, mega music I think yeah. it was and it was the music of Mauritania. And I was like, wow, I didn't even know there was a country <laughs> called like. Mauritania. Right, right, And this right. exceptional music. Yes. And then I went and I explored this. Even when I started on air, we didn't, you know, internet wasn't a big thing. Yeah. I didn't know about Cape Verde until I started yeah. playing music from there. Absolutely. It is quite a, I mean, let's say a... Um, it's international exposure and and we want to stay a Pan-African festival because of that and to stay inspiring each other of what we are doing as different African countries. The second part is that, um, do you know, South Africa in itself also doesn't always hold on to the things that it should. And when you start seeing what is the treasure and what is what are the gifts, I mean, Brahe used to say it a lot, like, I... 
I found that what was my gift and my inheritance was my culture. And it's exactly that that we're trying to to showcase in a way and also highlight what are those touch points within this folkloric space. So this year we've booked Shoma Josie and it's wild how people ask me why. Yes. And I go, in the global space, she has gone and shown the world what the Shipalana is, what Stonga music sounds like, yes. fused it into, you know, into this urban space. She raps and rhymes in Venda Swahili. What a true representative of really preserving these elements that are part of these gifts and inheritances yes. that we're all trying to preserve. If someone else makes it sound cool and it rhymes and it makes sense, it teaches a child to love the language. Do you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. When I came back to writing in Kosa, I have never been more obsessed with Kosa. I, I mean, I, I can't even, when you, I don't even know if we'll have time to play Abandrada, yes. but when I come back, yes. just like, Falling into the triplet rhythm and just constantly locking in. Just, I'm obsessed with my language now. Do you know what I mean? Because yes. I dug into someone else who had highlighted to me why it is so beautiful. If it wasn't for the click song, where would Kosa be? Absolutely. Where would Kosa, nobody world, would be asking the world about knows us? about Kosa because of the, of the click, click song. song. Absolutely. No matter how many <laughs> ideas they think, because sometimes they'll like reference gods must be crazy. Yes. And it gets a bit wild. Yes. But it is then that beginning of that conversation that clarifies our our identity. Yes. Know? Now you've got acts like Shoma Josie. You've got acts like Makadem, which is again quite an electro vibe. But you've also got some deeply. I, I'm so excited that Lungiswa Plaich is oh coming. My Goodness, I do you know what happened? I was at Jazz and Classical Encounters in Stellenbosch during COVID 2020, I think, and I saw them with uh, violins and cellos. Uh, I can't remember the name of the ladies they were playing with. And I sat and I, I had the most magical trip. And I said to a friend of mine, Naomi Younger, and I said, We have to do something with these ladies yes. because they had taken me to a place that just was so rare. Do you know? And, and, and I, again, she's been doing it for years. For years. It's yes. right there. Again, awareness, access, do you know? And not trying to sell ticket sales, but rather to put the music out. Do you know? Come for the experience. Of course, I want you guys to buy tickets. <laughs> yes, buy tickets. But come open your mind and your heart. Yes. And say, I'm buying a ticket because I'm coming for the experience. The experience of music that is rarely heard. And that I might not know, but have discovered Exactly. Now. So yes. Ancient Voices is coming. Ancient Voices. And I'm really excited and thrilled. They have Kim, Kim Masala with them as a trio. They'll yes. be playing the Mbira. And I mean, the work that they've done separately... And together, I'm excited about. They're also going to be with Tandeka Vinyongo yes. on her. So set. tell me about Tandeka. Man, Tandeka, I saw on Berlin Jazz set, and I found her intriguing. And then when I looked into her and the work that she's doing, just as a musicologist, and just kind of gone overseas and learned the chorus, so she's gone and done the exchange of instruments outside of her own culture and then come back and she's done work with Matosini and there's a few artists who've you know really spent time with Mama Matosini and we, we need to really always continue to look forward and that's kind of for me Tandeka kind of had really become an expression of that amongst others but this year I selected her yes. um, and, and just the work that she's doing and she's just like really found a way to make to fuse that work into jazz Yes. If that makes sense. And and extend the legacy. As and extend you the legacy as yes. I was trying to make the yes. point. Thank you. Yes. <laughs>
Let's hear this track from Tandeka. Um, absolutely beautiful. Don't forget, you've got to come to the festival. On the 16th of September at uh, the National School of the Arts. Yes. And, uh, of course, I'm going to keep reminding you because I want to see you there. The World Show with Nikki B on Kaya 959. Kaya959. Tandeka, absolutely beautiful. Tandeka Mfinyongo. And the track is Ndi Zingela. Absolutely beautiful. And I must say a very big thanks to Tulani. I know you're listening. Thank you also, Robert. And Robert wrote Makadem in capital letters with like five exclamation marks. Yay! Ma- and that's exactly what he said. Makadem Yebo. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks also to Lechlochonolo for uh, always being there and for your great feedback. Pahla, much, much appreciated as well. Patrick, thank you also for appreciating. I am with Pilani Bubu and we are talking about all things of folklore, both the music and the festival. And the festival happens at the National School of the Arts in Bramfontein. Yes. And for me, that was also something that made it extra special mm. when I experienced it last mm. year. I spoke about it when Buchle was on my show two weeks ago. Oh, lovely. And we spoke about when the soil performed. Did you see? It was like the, the whole school came. They were standing at the front. They had literally surrounded the front of the stage. They were singing Every, Every song. single I thought, song and Is word. this album a set workbook? <laughs> <You know? laughs> because, because they knew every single song. You'll actually be surprised that it's not. I think the work that we're doing with the National School of Arts, you know, the, the, is so indicative of the times that we're in. They're making shifts. And also, we are not aware. People don't look to the schools of the arts and go, these are the bearers of the future of our arts landscape. And so the kids often come to me and say, Plenty, you have to come back. Their repertoire is still quite classical. Yes. Do you know? So we, we, we're building and rebuilding with them yes. and these kids that are going on to the future. So in the privacy of their homes, they're working on this, you know, they, they, they're exploring all this newness in the musical landscape of South Africa, but also this ancient future. Yes. But we're still so obsessed with like keeping curriculums the way that they are. So the festival is an opportunity for them to explore this curriculum. They can actually use it as their exam pieces and like they've sung in the ensemble. Yes. They learn the music oh, from that, some of the artists. Sorry to interrupt. But when you sang with the children, oh. that we are taking to another level oh. this year. That is my entire set yes. this year. Oh. So they're going to take all the very yeah. vocally heavy folklore chapter two songs, and we're working on them today. Oh. You've um, got to come. You've got to come. You've got to come. Sixteen September, <laughs> and also another special thing I've been working on: children's song folklore Lala piano, celebrating this movement place that we're in in the world. The world is looking at us with piano. Why? I think South Africa is the dance capital. Lord, amongst being the capital of most things, yes. design. <laughs> I agree Let's not with talk you. about the other social the best, ills, but yes. The best electronic music. Exactly. Thank yeah. you for saying it out loud. And so, myself, Sia, um, Sia Bongam Tempu from The Brother Moves yes. On, Bogani Daya, Abraham Mukhrabi's coming in from the UK, are going to express this novelty of the project working with the kids from Wendy Brow and it's going to be about playing which is all about that intergenerational yes. sharing it, kids learn from playing so we're going to be doing some very fresh electronic meets but we're going to do it live yes, it's keys yes. since yes. double the keys Zala Piano 
Yes. So that's kind of, those are my sets for folklore. It's me and the NSA choir and myself doing folklore la la piano. I also love the way the kids were integrated into the whole process. Absolutely. Some of them were ushering us around. Some of them were making sure that we were escorted backstage. Some, You know, and that is community. That, that is, is absolutely. Community. So we are doing, it's a volunteer program that we do with them. Yes. We upskill them first and then we put them into the festival jobs. Um, and what's quite exciting about this year, about the grants that we've been able to get, get is all about the presidential stimulus. It is really about employment stimulus and job readiness. Yes. And so this year we're putting in quite a heavy hand on that outside of just the kids exchanging, you know, the musical works and that dialogue on indigenous knowledge systems with the artists. We're also focusing on every department, tech, art department, stage, artist liaison, yes. giving them a bit of that practical, skill. And then practical yeah, experience. 100%. I love it. We're going to run out of time and I get so anxious always because I want to... I know, uh, let's do the music. But uh, this next one, and I love him. And this is one I didn't know, Eddie Gray. Yes. Tell me about Eddie. Eddie Gray is a jazz artist from Kenya. Um, we work a lot when I'm in Kenya and he is really sort of championing the jazz space in, in Kenya. Now, Kenya is a really interesting country because they love sort of new wave electronic music, but they love R&B as well, but they're obsessed with South African music. So from different dimensions or different genres of Kenyan music, they look to South Africa. So Eddie um, basically is a self-taught guitarist. He loops, he plays stunning, absolutely celebrates everyone. He's also worked with Tandiswa Mazwai and Dujuza Makatiri in his time here. So he's someone who really has been obsessed with the culture. So him and Makadem are going to come together to work on a set together. So it'll be a fusion of jazz. Beautiful. And what Makadem does. Yes. So Eddie Gray's coming in and he's just a jazz lover, jazz fueling, championing virtuoso. Fantastic. Coming up now, Eddie Gray, jazz. Chwechna, or the creator, um, coming up on the World Show. The best in African music, African music. on the World Show with Nikki B.
0959. We're running out of time, so I'm going to fade it, but I promise you I'll play the song again. It's so absolutely beautiful. A praise to the creator, Ja Chwechna. He's Eddie Gray. The album is Six Strings. Pilani Bubu doing yes. fantastic things, all folklore. <laughs> so, so much appreciated. You've got other acts coming. You've got Josh Mick from Josh Zimbabwe. Josh Mick from Zimbabwe. Oh, my goodness. I know yeah. you're going to play Josh Mick's music. Of Stay course. tuned on the World Show with Nikki B. I you always get the best. Do. And you know, Josh has worked with people like uh, Steve. So many. Yes, Mahube. I mean, he is just a brilliant bass player. And he's player. performed at so many jazz festivals here. Yes. Drum beats. Um, yes. When that used to happen at Soweto Theatre. Yes. It's incredible. And, and it's it's crazy how, again, the otherliness, so many of us in the space know of him and then others don't. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. like, you know. And I love his new project because his new project, he really is tributing the Zimbabwean legends, mm. Oliver Chuaniso, all of it's those people. Absolutely. Thomas Mapfumo. So it's really appropriate. It's going to, it's very appropriate. Yes. And this is the reason why we're having him. So you yes. guys should come and just explore more music from other countries in the region. There is so much more. You've got to go book your ticket now. Please do on cricket. It, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the 16th of September um, at the National yes. School of the Arts in Bramfontein, the Folklore Festival. You can't miss it. I'm going to be shouting out about it in the next few weeks too. But we've got one other headline. Oh I, I don't know about the headline thing because, you know, I always feel like I want to make... But, but I suppose people... We need to honor the, give them those their flowers who have, now. Exactly. We really do. Exactly. We'll see <sighs> it's been a while. It's been 13 years bef- you know, since he's put out an album. And he's been on a journey, a very personal journey, a spiritual journey. And this next project, I mean is basically an ode to that of the story that he's, you know, kind of embarked on. And so another interesting thing about this project is that he's worked with young people that he's upskilling and put them on the project. So it's heavily also laid in an intergenerational dialogue. Yes. And I also find that if we don't take people back to old sounds, because people look up people at festivals. Yes. And then they forget... What was Wusim famous for? Yes. And then you go back to Silang Mabel. And then it's just that familiarity. And I think that's what it is. It's just kind of bringing back some of that and, sh- and you know, kind of moving it forward. So I'm really excited to have Wusi on the lineup. Absolutely. I'm so excited. And not only that, but Wusi is about to drop an album. Yes. It's not released yet. But because of our chat, he's given us special permission to play one of the beautiful tracks of this soon to be released album called Amoya. Amoya. Very (laughs) appropriate. I've got to make a shout out. Thank you to the waiter. He says, music has no boundaries. Beautiful conversation accompanied by music that deserves to be heard. Thank you so much. What a pleasure it is. I know there's more. uh, (laughs) But uh, you just got to come and see. And as I say, I'm going to be sharing more about this festival with you in the next couple of weeks. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for your work Pilani. Thank you for having me and your work as well. Oh, thank you too. Uh, we're in it together. It's always more fun. Yes. Yes. I'm going to end off tonight's show with this scoop of a beautiful track. Africa, the sun has risen. He's Vosi Machrasela. It's off his forthcoming album, Omoya. Don't forget to stay right where you are because after that, Brother George is coming in, George Maniosi, and he's going to jazz it up all the way to the midnight hour. Playing the absolute finest in uh, 
sounds from all over the globe. From me to you, whatever else you do this week, make sure you keep shining. Of course, keep it Kaya. Sounds to uplift uplift. and inspire on The World Show with Nikki B. The World Show with Nikki B on Kaya 959.